I was walking around in my new Ham's Bear sweatshirt. <laughs> and all I could think of was thank you. Feeling all superior. No, I was feeling gratitude. Ah, well, that's good. Gratitude's a good thing. Yeah. I was grateful that all of you people listen to this so that I can afford something so pricey <laughs> as a sweatshirt <laughs> with a really old logo that I used to know the song to. From the land of sky. Anyway, I knew the uh, son of the man who wrote that. Really? Yep. And he well, sold it to Hams for 300 bucks. Which was probably a great deal at the time. <laughs> Maybe. All I remember is from the land of sky blue waters comes the beer refreshing, comes the beer refreshing, Hams. And all through most of the song, the bear would be doing silly things. Yes. So anyway, I want to thank you for allowing me to purchase this sweatshirt just by listening, watching, liking, following, subscribing to this. Yeah, the money news. we've made on it paid for almost half of it. Shh. <laughs> No. no. Well, maybe close to hell. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. We do actually appreciate you, despite the fact that we, you know. We're idiots. Yeah. So if you'd like to, you know, spread the joy and let more people know that I'm wearing a Ham's Bear sweatshirt, um, have your friends and family like, follow, or subscribe to This Is True Really News, too. Please word all the favorite podcast outlets. This is true. Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. UK club football, known here as soccer. So it'd be club soccer then? Yes. Addy Bun, 53. Huh? Addy Bun, that's his name, A-D-I. I believe you. U-N-N. Would tell you he made, oh, 60 to 70 saves in a recent soccer match. Huh? He was, yes, 60 to 70 saves. So he's like a hockey goaltender in Princeton. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. He was getting shelled. Wow. <laughs> Bun was playing for uh, Sautry Reserves Football Club after his center back son, Archie, 17, pulled out following his virus jab. So Arch didn't do so well when he finally got his jab. The team's in the fifth division of the Peterborough and District Football League was also missing its goalkeeper as he was at university opening day. Sautry could only field eight players, including manager Dave May. But, but, and here's the lesson, they okay. refused to cancel the game versus the hated, the hated Peterborough Rangers, because... even though by halftime they were down 19 nil. Because Did one of the other thought, players have 16 goals because they're going to rake him over the coals. <laughs> the end result meant that on average, there was a goal every two minutes and 15 seconds. See, now that would make soccer exciting. The final score? Yeah. 40 nil. So it was like a bad football game. Yeah, boy, American howdy. football yet, game. Yet Mr. Bunn said it hasn't dented his confidence. We never gave up and avoided a 60-pound fine by refusing to play. How old is he? Because I think dementia may be setting in. He's in his 40s. Oh, uh, well, maybe early onset because, dude. Now, here's, here's the problem. With about 20 minutes to go, two players were injured, so we were down to six. <laughs> it Why was am I of... thinking the first year Clem Haskins coached the Gopher basketball team? Oh, Remember that? Absolutely. They had like eight guys on the team. And at one point, they were playing with only four healthy ones on the court. Oh, it was one of those days when everything that could go wrong did go wrong. 
According to the team manager, the only positives were that none of my players moaned, the sun was shining, and at least the score didn't get to 50. See, that's how you deal with a drubbing. This is how you contend with a drubbing. You know, I tend to be reasonably optimistic. Yeah. I can't get there. No. Not there. Well, you show up with eight players well, against 11. You didn't screwed. make it to 50. <laughs> no one died either, so I suppose. There you go. Yeah. That's just great. Your turn. So Pennsylvania prosecutors have dropped a theft charge against a man who underpaid for a bottle of Mountain Dew by 43 cents. Pro- uh, wait for it. Seriously. It gets- wait for it. Prosecutors okay. in Perry County dropped the felony theft charge. How is a against, felony at 43 cents? I'm sorry. Hang on. Shut up. You are like my wife. You've seen this before. What happens next? Wait, don't tell me. <laughs> Women can't live with them. Hard to be heterosexual without them. Where was I now? They dropped the felony theft charges once against 38-year-old Joseph Sobolewski. Sobolewski? No, Sobolewski. Downgraded another charge, according to Patriot News. In August, Mr. Sobolewski went into an Exxon in Duncannon and saw a sign advertising two 20-ounce Mountain Dew bottles for three bucks. He took one bottle, slapped down $2 on the counter for what he thought was a buck fifty soda, and walked out, not realizing that the clever people in the sales department did not apply the discount to a single bottle. He had to buy two. So it actually cost $2.29. So including tax... It was $2.43. State police found him and arrested him on a felony theft charge. How do you get to a felony there? No idea. There was no weapon. Nope. There, and it was 43 cents. The whole thing wasn't $3. <laughs> Where does the... Anyway, state yeah. police found him, arrested him on the felony charge. A judge ordered him held him. <laughs> $50,000 cash only bond. So you guessed it. He was in jail for seven days before a public defender finally argued for his release. Something broken. Uh, oh boy. had Sobolewski had twice in the past 10 years been charged with theft. Once for not paying for a tank of gas. Boy, you do that now. That is a felony. <laughs> because they have different grades now arm leg soul um <laughs> i'd like a soul's worth of uh, gasoline please another time yeah, that's sign a, here my stupid little truck 42 dollars and 83 cents yeah it was almost 40 bucks for mine wow where was i now oh i uh, didn't pay for, once he didn't pay for a ga- tank of gas once he stole a pair of shoes from a store okay so under pennsylvania's here you go three strike three law Third theft charge must be a felony, regardless of the amount or value involved. You know, this whole tough on crime thing is idiotic. I like tough on crime. This is stupid. Right. The, there's a difference between tough and uh, stupid. Moronic. It's like, you know, people doing it. Remember the, the Reagan era when drug, drug smugglers could get up to life in prison? Yep. So, okay, bad thing. I get it. Affects many. Bad thing. I get it. But life? Yeah. Seems a little harsh. District Attorney Andrew Bender didn't answer calls or emails from the newspaper. (laughs) I wouldn't either. (laughs) Mr. Sobolewski didn't return messages either. Although Sobolewski did tell the newspaper it was great news. The felony had been dismissed. I feel I was treated unequally because I had a record. See, sir, if you'd keep your mouth shut, you'd be better off. 
The newspaper previously reported that Sobolewski had been charged with theft in Cumberland County earlier in the summer on suspicion of trying to take items from a Hobby Lobby with his wife. Oh, for that, by the way, the bail was $2,000. Oh, for Pete's sake. Uh, yeah, nothing adds up <clears throat> here. He's applying for a diversion program. I'll bet. Good for him. Good luck. <laughs> so if you're going to rob a bank, think it through. Let me repeat that. If you're going to rob a bank. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, you need a... <laughs> going to it rob... Through. Hang on, bank. Sorry. Think, think through. it through. Yes. Because a 40-year-old man from Illinois walked into a bank. Maybe it's 40-year-olds, the- dude. <laughs> the cashier, a threatening note that read, be quick, be quiet. Give your cash or I'll shoot. It doesn't even rhyme. The bank teller handed him 400 bucks. But the thief had overlooked the fact that his message was scribbled on a piece of his pay slip. On a what? On a piece of his pay slip. Did the piece of the pay slip have his name or anything on it? Well, detectives found the other half of the pay slip outside the bank. I'm an idiot and I'm okay. Complete with the bank job by the end of the day. Along with his name and address, cops were waiting for him when he got home. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> the least you could have done is not give him the other half. That would have taken him like a day to figure out that. <laughs> More than a day. This a way, they pretty much looked at it and go, huh. go get him now, or do you want to have lunch? And we'll go. <laughs> we'll just pick him up when we need to. Wow. End of shift. That'll give us something to do. <laughs> so. We're done. That was four. Oh. No. Who teased? Right. God, am I the dumbest human being on earth? No, but you're top five. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Go ahead. And, well, actually, two of the others are dead, so you'd be top three. A woman, top three living dumbest people on earth. A woman pretended she owned a Southern California home, so a locksmith would make her new keys. Okay, people have done that before. And, of course, police then would end up locking her up. Mm. Officers arrested the 43-year-old woman on suspicion of burglary in Coronado, a resort city across the bay from San Diego. Oh, nice area. I've heard of Coronado. I've didn't have rich Corinthian leather. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Corinth is famous for its leather. Is it? (laughs) The brazen. Well, according to Ricardo Montalban. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Brazilian burglary was foiled when the real homeowner called Coronado police and said her neighbor noticed suspicious activity at her house. The homeowner, you see, was out of town, but the neighbors saw the f- home's lights being turned on and off. Okay, first of all, if you're going to be a, a crook and you're going to try and like squat in the house, don't be playing with the lights, you idiot. At night, especially, people notice. Yeah. yeah. No, not even during the day, because that's just stupid. So officers arrived, and the neighbor, a relative of the homeowner, gave them the spare key. But now it didn't fit the front door's lock. And metal shavings and pieces of an old lock were found on the ground nearby. So I'll give you three points for being slightly clever. As police rocked around the home, they saw the back doors open, a fireplace turned on, and music played. After they called for a helicopter and a canine unit, officers saw someone moving about on the second floor in what was supposed to be an empty house with only one spare key. Maybe it was a ghost. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's almost Halloween-y. Hmm. Police called out to the person inside, came out a couple minutes later, the woman claiming there were two kids in the house. Hmm. So police searched the house. 
nada. The woman told police the home was hers and she called a locksmith earlier to change the front door's locks. No. Nice try. No word as to whether they made the burglar give up the spare key, though. <laughs> I'm guessing. Listen, when you get out, <laughs> you may want to stop by just to apologize. I'm thinking maybe if when you get out, you might want to try a different career. Well, there we go. This one isn't good. And the lying, she's a horrible liar. Apparently. You got to be a little quicker on your feet thinking on things. Uh, you know, things they can check on quickly, like, oh, there's other people in the house or I own this house. I mean, that's pretty easy to find out right now. Other thieves around the world that listen to us are going, what an idiot. <laughs> this one's a moron. Actually, there are two idiots going, what an idiot. What does that tell you? <laughs> well, idiots of the world are getting a bad name because exactly. Of this is true. Really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.